What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? All right, welcome in. What's the spread? Coming to you from a brand new location. Mr. Brad Thomas's brand new apartment. Uh, All new setup. Same guys. And my friend, it is finally happening Ohio State and Alabama playing for the national championship. It's crazy. Unbelievable. I mean, this is what we've always wanted. This is what we've wanted <laughs> since we started the podcast. We wanted to cover an Ohio State Alabama national championship game. I got my lucky Buckeyes on. Jerry Represent Judy, Alabama baby. over Let's here. Go. Not only that, but we are headed to Miami for the national championship yes, game. We I got will both be there. Oh, I got goosebumps. Only 18,000 fans there. We found a way to get our tickets and get into the stadium. Oh. Uh, it can't get here soon enough, my friend. I mean, unbelievable. Before we get into the game, let's go ahead and talk about the best day of the year, college football playoff game. Yes. And it really was the best day of the year because super both teams came through, starting with a, just another dominant performance for, for Alabama over uh, Notre Dame. And w- what I'll say about that performance and what I noticed was Alabama really took their foot off the gas. Yeah. They, it, I mean, that, that's what happened. In that it game. kind of felt like Saban and Sarkeesian were like, like I said on the podcast before, let's just get healthy. Right. Let's just go to the next week. And that is exactly what you said. I've never seen us like take so much time in between plays. Yeah. We just milk I mean, the clock. Once they knew they had the game in control, yeah. which was very early on, yes. you could noticeably see a difference in the way they were calling plays. It was crazy. The, you know, the the pace of the game. Everything changed. And for Notre Dame, and I was saying this during the game, they were just trying not to get blown out. It was so embarrassing to watch them play and I feel like there was some level of respect that Saban had for Kelly. Sure. For not, because I mean, at the end of the first half, it could have been a blowout. Yeah, well, even by halftime. Yeah. Because they, I feel like they, you know, took back the reins middle of the second quarter. Yeah, they're like, okay, we're good. Real, it could we're have been good. real ugly. Um, But that's a good point that you bring up. I think there was a little bit of a level of respect there, and they were just trying to get healthy and get to the next game. And then we get Clemson and Ohio State. Wow. I mean, for years I've been saying, and you know, and, and you've been saying that college football is Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. Those are the premier programs. However, Ohio State wasn't able to prove it, and we all saw last year's game. And yeah. It was a heartbreaker for Ohio State fans because we felt like we were the better team. And I'm telling you right now, Dabo Sweeney did not want any piece of us. He didn't want any part of us. He knew we had him last year. He knew we had him on the ropes, and he didn't want any part of us this year, which is why he had all that talk. We, uh, it's kind of funny. I, I had to go back and, and think about all of the Clemson games before. Why did we put Clemson on such a pedestal when their defense was so bad? Yeah. So you already have a, an electric Ohio State offense right. who's now they're fired up because Dabble just disrespected them. Exactly. Against a very bad Clemson defense and in, in the grand scheme of national championship contenders, it was a bloodbath. Six touchdowns for Fields? Jesus Christ. Uh, 600, over 600 total yards for the Ohio State offense. I mean, we had our way with that Clemson defense all night long. And, you know, I, I read something really interesting that, uh, you know, it's still Clemson. Yeah. They're, they're still recruiting at a high level. They're still a powerhouse. However, I think that Brent Venables does need to look at his defense a little bit yes. and, and his schemes because the last two uh, playoff games, they're not working. No, and, and what's different about those last two games was the front seven. Yeah, yeah. it's easy when you have a dominant front seven right. and all you have to do is just say, oh, we're just going to attack the A-gaps. They can't run up the middle. You just gashed them. Yeah. Uh, and I'm here to tell you right now, speaking to Debo Sweeney, because he claims that the rankings 
and all of that was no motivation. I'm here to tell you right now, it was motivation. The rat poison. That, that was the little extra kick that we needed leading up to the game, days up to the game, because this this Ohio State team was looking for something. They needed that um, spark. You know, right. They, they feel like they belonged. Exactly. I feel like your team always feels like they belong, but when you right. have like analysts saying Ohio State doesn't belong or well, Ohio State get left out of the playoffs if they're undefeated. Yeah. That kind of stuff fuels teams. Right. And then Dabo saying that. I mean, the guy, you're the coach playing. of the opposing team. So, yeah, it absolutely made a difference. Rat and poison. we came to play. Um, and now we get uh, Alabama and Ohio State. Here we go. The, uh, the craziest thing to think about this game coming up is one of us is going to be extremely happy and the other one's going to be upset. I know. Which it, it's, it's, it's wild. A very, it's a very different feeling for us yeah. because usually <laughs> we're happy for the other. Wow. Um, I'm not going to be happy for you if you win. <laughs> I won't be happy for you either. I'm going to go to the casino yeah, and I'm going to sit on blackjack and drink my yeah, sorrows away. Because uh, what I'm envisioning is I want a celebration. Uh, I want to finish this thing out. Uh, it's uh, What's the line? The line is now Eight. Eight points. Open at so, seven. Yeah. Alabama comes in here as eight-point favorites. Uh, a lot to talk about. I mean, for me, I think that this game epitomizes where we're at in college football right now, where it's not really about the defenses. It's no. It's about the offenses. And you think about the talent that is on both of these offenses. And we were just talking about it before we started recording. All of the first-round talent yes. that's sitting on, on both sides of the ball. But... I mean, you got Justin Fields and Mac Jones who are both projected to go in the first round. Crazy. I mean, you have first round wide receivers. First round wide receivers. Yep. Offensive uh, lines Smith, better. Chris Olave, offensive linemen that are going first it's round. It's wild. Uh, I mean, just all around, these are the powerhouses. And you've got some on the defensive side of the ball as well. Um, but you see the difference in college football, you know, and it's becoming more prevalent with each playoff. Yes. Um, you know, each, each semifinal is that you need the offensive prowess to score points. And I think that's what that's what it's going to come down to in this game. I think that both offenses are not going to have a problem running their plays. Correct. So, Miles, this game is interesting to me. Yeah. I think there's so many question marks. Uh, Alabama hasn't played a true number one speed receiver, a guy who, who who's going to get 10 to 15 targets a game yet. So, my question is, is Alabama going to have uh, Patrick Sertain on Olave? I'm assuming he does. This... Opportunity for Patrick Sertain is this is his draft stock in one game. Sure, it could if be. If he yeah. can limit Olave to eighty-five yards, it changes the game. For me, I have to think it's going to be a battle of, like you said, which offense can perform the best. I have less question marks with Alabama, and I think a lot of it has to do with knowing that you have the dynamic. And I'm not even trying to do the Mac Jones dig, but the dynamic way of playing where Alabama, they try to change up. They try to change wrinkles and do everything. Ohio State plays a very straightforward football. For me, I hope we figure it out. I don't think we will. I think it'll be a 40-something to high 30-something ball game, but I'm going to have to back on my team because I'm going to be at the game. Next question mark I have, how healthy is Fields? Alabama... Good thing for Fields, we don't blitz. So we're going to let Fields show his health all he wants because he will have time in the pocket to throw the ball. Now, will that last the entire game? And then, did Trey Sermon really has a come-out party? We, yeah. we, you, we can get ran against. So now we got to see, is Trey Sermon really the real 
deal. What's that? Three consecutive monster games he's yeah. had? And I think that it's a combination for Ohio State. Our offensive line is coming together at the right time. I mean, these holes that they were opening up against that Clemson front seven, we were bullying them at the line of scrimmage. I yeah. mean, Clemson had no answer. The holes that Trey Sermon was running through wide open. And not only that, but the way we were involving Sermon in the passing game uh, was huge, which Alabama tries to do that with Najee as well. I mean, yep. Najee has that kind of uh, you know dynamic ability as well. Um, to go to your point on the offenses, I do agree because that's there's a reason why Sarkeesian is going to be the head coach of Texas. Yeah. Because his offensive mind works just a little bit differently. It's crazy. Um, on another level. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Because the plays I was seeing early in the Notre Dame game. Before we fell asleep. he pulled him back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it became very cut and dry after that. But the plays I was seeing to open the game, I mean, the way that they get Devontae Smith involved, and I wanted to bring up a point about Jalen Waddle. I don't think that Jalen Waddle is going to play in this game. However, if he is healthy enough to go and he does play, I think it's a mistake. I think it takes away, you know, playmaking ability that Devontae Smith could be giving you because look at the season that Devontae Smith has had since Jalen Waddle went down. Well, Jay, well, but think about this. When we had Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle had 500 and something yards through four games. Devontae Smith had 400 and something yards through, through four games. Fair. So it just, it's not like it takes that much away. I sure. think it makes it easier for, like look at the time when, in the game when Devontae Smith got hurt. He has so much on his shoulders. He does. To where now you got Mitchie, Smith, Waddle. I think Waddle gives it a go. I think you that do. we we give him some scat plays, plays sure. that are going to unload it. But it's going to be the Devonta Smith show. Yeah. I, we're going to ride him all the way to the National Championship. Najee Harris is going to get the bulk. Of, I expect to see Brian Robinson for three plays in the backfield. Unless we're up by double digits. One thing I want to note out about this spread College football has had an entire football season to watch every team. And they have hammered these lines to the almost exact pinpoint location they want to be. Okay. If you look at each team's edge on offense and defense, it is separated by 8.2. Like, What's the spread? Eight. Yeah. I don't think that. It's easy. I don't think this is an easy national championship to see what happens. We thought it was easy to see LSU. We thought it was easy to see Clemson. Even as a Bama fan, I was scared. Yeah. This, I think that this is one of the most unexpected national championships that we had from a a spread standpoint. 45% of the bets are on Ohio State. The rest are on Alabama. Not surprising, but generally I would think it'd be closer to 60-40 in favor of the favorite or in favor of the massive spread because that's how the public thinks. I'm surprised that it's this high. I mean, obviously I'm taking Ohio State plus eight here. Taking Ohio State to win the game. I got to believe that we're going to finish this thing off. And I'm, But for me, here's the thing. I can only base it off of our performance against Clemson. I can't... There's can't not, base it off Northwestern. Right. There's not enough... To our season, we didn't play enough games. We and only I don't played think seven played games. High enough talent outside that Clemson game to yeah. really see it. But Northwestern impressed in their bowl game. They did to and, show that they're and formidable they good. on defense. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, to show that maybe they were the second best team in the Big Ten. I still think it was Indiana. You know, at full strength, if you had Penix at QB, Indiana was the second best team in the Big Ten, and we had a uh, you know back and forth game with them. Well, not back and forth, uh, but it was a high scoring game with them as well. Um, but that that you know that's what I had to base it off of. So if the Ohio State team comes out again and plays like that, 
then they're going to easily cover the plus eight. I'm not going to say they're e- easily going to win, yeah. but to cover eight points, you come out and play like that and cover the eight? So for me, I'm on both sides of the fence here from a betting standpoint. Alabama in their last four national championships have not covered a spread. Oof. Alabama historically doesn't even care about covering the spread in the national championship. Sure. What they try to do is win the game. That's all they care about. Ohio State, when they play as underdogs in big games, they're massive. They're 19 and 7 against the spread. Yeah, and 5 and 2 against the spread in bowl games where yes. we're underdogs. And they cover when they are underdogs. What's making me think so the point total set at 75. Yeah. Ohio State in their last 6 games the over has hit what? 4-1 one, and 1. Alabama in their last 4 championships the over has hit. So what's that telling you? It's going to be a blow it's going to be a um uh, not a blow a um a shootout. Yeah. I would take the over. Because I really think the offenses are going to move the ball that easily. I think it's going to be one of those both teams get to that 38 threshold. Yeah, easily. And um, so for me, I have to just go with where my heart lies. Um, Of course. I I wouldn't expect anything less. I think that we have the opportunity to both sides of the ball show, like your your team on on defense and my team on defense, to show where the strengths are. There are players on both sides of the ball for both teams – that are fighting for their draft lives. Sean Wade, Patrick Sertain. Now you got Olave. Now you got Najee, who's trying to get up higher on those draft boards. You have players every position. This is going to be an exciting game. And I'm going to stick with Alabama here, 8-4 against the spread. I think just for me, being a hometown guy, Alabama, you know, I don't think they have as much to prove. So they can come out there a little bit more loose. So, what do you have to say about this game? Anything else? I mean, I, you know, just... I think that it's interesting that we bring up the defenses because, you know, for Ohio State, the tackling and the defense and the way that we contain ETN, we held ETN to under 50 yards rushing. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked confused at times. I mean, just compared to the Trevor Lawrence I saw last year uh, when he could do anything he wanted against us as far as, like, r- running the ball. I mean, now we were getting him in the backfield... Forcing to, you know, turn the ball over in the second half. I mean, outscored him 21-0 in the second quarter. Which defense is going to come to play? Which defense is going to be tackling? Which defense is, is going to be able to make a stop and maybe even force some early turnovers? I mean, early turnovers could be a huge difference maker in this game. Um, but I can't see Mac Jones or Justin Fields. Huh, actually, let me rephrase that. I can't see Mac Jones turning the ball over early. I could see Fields doing that because I've seen it before. But the fields of last game, it's like, which guy is going to show up? I'm not worried about how he's going to feel. Uh, he's the toughest kid I've ever seen there's put, a, there's put no on the highest state to uniform. There's to put in him, too. So. Yeah, for sure. It's just when your body um, starts moving is what's going to happen for me, the tightness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. But, I mean, obviously I'm taking Ohio State here. Definitely taking the points plus eight. I don't think that either of us would bet against our own teams in the national championship. No, you can't. Uh, you can't. But for me, I'll just say, no matter what happens in this game... It's it's an interesting feeling as an Ohio State fan because I was telling you this um, when we beat Clemson as it was happening. It, it was one of the greatest nights of my life. I, Ohio State proved that they belong among the elite. And not only proved that they belong among the elite, but proved that they can kick ass um, in those elite games. I mean, beating Clemson like we did was such a statement for our program. And it goes so far beyond this year. I mean, Bama, uh, as you said, they don't have as much to prove. No. They I- don't. Um, but that, you know, Ohio State does it's, but, but with Bama, they, they've got that championship pedigree, 
You know, for Ohio State, we haven't won a national championship in six years. Um, it's it's been six years since we've even been in this spot. Uh, but for me, no matter what happens on Monday, I just want them to show up, prove they belong, be competitive, because Alabama is just a, another entity, uh, especially this year. Yeah. I mean, they've they've looked like the best team in college football from the opening snap. Um, and if Ohio State does finish this thing off as an eight no national champion, it's going to be a really interesting story. Um, the le- the least amount of wins a national champion has ever yeah had. ever. Uh, so you know that's that's weighing on my mind as well. But for me, just so happy that it's happening, and so excited to be here, and just so happy that we beat Clemson. Uh, to prove that we belong. It was just a big step for Ryan Day, and it was a big step for the program, and I can't wait to be there with you. I can't believe we made it. It's For me, um, college football, sports, same with you, is, is our lives. It, like, I would rather watch college football than 9 million things on this earth, and at one point, we didn't know if we were going to have a season, and it's such a special year that we were going to end... <laughs> The college football season yeah. in the championship, in the same stadium, playing for the same prize, is surreal to me. We're the last game. And let's be honest, it, it is the ending to a very special season, but the most stressful college football season of my entire life. I don't want to <laughs> go through anything like this ever again. All I want to do is look at the schedules over the summer, have those games be in place, not worry about COVID. I don't know when this thing is going away. Vaccinate all the players. seriously we could still be worried about this next season I don't know what's going to happen but I can't wait to put this season behind me because having to go through that having three Ohio State games canceled including the game uh it's it's just been such an ordeal and I mean it's been that's the same for every college football fan but just big you know Big Ten fans specifically just because we had to go through so much just to get here and just to play we didn't even know if you guys were going to be be on (laughs) be in this season right exactly so it's a pleasure to be here, and it was a pleasure to beat Clemson the way that we did. And we'll see how it all shapes up, man, Monday night. Uh, but I'll tell you something else. Before Monday night, we do have Super Wild Card Weekend. And before oh, we get man. into that, let's just go ahead and break briefly for our sponsors. Hey, Miles. You know what would be pretty cool? If there's a social media app just for sports. You know, Brad, I was just thinking that. Like a social media app where there's a feed, where you can post about your picks see what others are saying about the game, and you know how I love to see how the lines move throughout the week. Well, you're in luck. Vigit is the best social media platform just for sports. When you download Vigit, use promo code SPREAD and create your account today. All right. The first ever Super Wild Card Weekend in the history of the National Football League. Only one team gets a bye. Two versus seven. Three versus six, four versus five. This is exciting. This I is mean, fun. Three games now on Saturday and three on Sunday really give it more of like a March Madness feel for me. And it's great because it's it's not stacked on top of each other. It's triple headers, yeah. back to back days. So that's pretty cool. I mean, Wild Card Weekend was always fun, but with only two games each day. But now we get three, and I didn't know how I felt about letting an extra team in. But now I'm I'm all for it. I'm, I want this more, every year. This is great. Football? Yeah, this is great. Um. First up, Saturday, we got, to kick it all off, the Colts and the Bills. The Bills, six and a half point favorites. The Bills, welcome to the party. Listen, I- Miles, so I went in, yeah. I just wanted to have some fun with props for this uh, Super Bowl, for this uh, NFL rendezvous we're having this weekend. 
And I went and I looked at every single quarterback's average throwing yards, largest throwing yards, opponents throwing yards, because no one wants to root for a running game, like not in the playoffs. I had no idea. Josh Allen has thrown for 415 yards twice this season. With that being said, the Buffalo Bills ended the season as the best team against the spread. 11-5. I think that the Bills have a chance here to make this one of the most exciting football games. But I have to take the Colts with the points. The way that Jonathan Taylor is coming into his own this late in the season, it allows the Colts to be sneaky. I don't think the Colts are going to win. But I also don't think that the Bills are going to blow them out. And I hate betting against the Bills because I have a Super Bowl ticket pending for the Bills. But I have to take the points here. We've seen the Colts be in this spot before in the playoffs and not only cover, but win these games. Yeah. Uh, And... Jonathan Taylor really stood out to me because I feel like he can be the X factor because the way that he's running the football right now, and as you said, coming into his own, and now we're rolling into the playoffs, it has that Derrick Henry feel uh, from uh, from a year ago yeah. when, when he made his run, uh, the way that he was able to control the game. And Jonathan Taylor, I feel like, has that ability to control the clock and allow the Colts to cover the spread. So I can't disagree with anything that you're saying there. The only reason I'm taking the Bills here is because they are 8-0 against the spread in their last eight games. Wild. And I just can't bet against that. I know the, the you know that, that the playoffs make it a different story, but give me the Bills here, my six and a half. If it was higher than that, then I then I which I thought it would be upon reflection. I thought the Bills would actually be a more heavy favorite. Um, but eight no against a spread, I can't bet against it. I'm so in full transparency, everyone. I'm holding a Bills minus four ticket in a parlay, so I get it. Like I totally get it, but I do think the Colts are live. I don't know how live they are. But with a defense that has proven time and time again this yeah, season that they that can too. step up, Josh Allen's first real playoff match, because I think his last wild card match was unfair. Unfair to him because the expectations were just too lofty this I think, time. I think that that experience is really going to help him, and now he gets to play at home. We'll see what happens when you know. he has a, a potential for a letdown. Yeah. All right. What's next? Next on the docket, we have the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Seattle. Seattle three and a half point favorite. Yeah. Who you got? I'm taking the Seahawks. Yes. I, I don't bet against the Seahawks at home and especially in the playoffs. And especially when it's only three and a half. Um, is golf playing? We don't know. We don't know. Uh, J- Jamal Adams says he's, he's playing, uh, which we'll see if that pans out. But I, I think that was a huge factor for the Seattle defense. Uh, they need Jamal Adams to play in this game. He is their leader. Yes. Um, but if it's so, you know, Having all that said, I'm, I'm taking the Seahawks either way. I'm taking the Seahawks as well. Three and a half's good. Um, I mean, I don't care if it's Wofford or Goff. I think the Seahawks are in a, the best position out of any team on this board for covering. Um, it's the defense. The defense, yeah. the offense they play is kind of like, we're okay with grinding out. Watch the game. If you guys didn't get a chance, watch the game against the 49ers. We're at no point that I know who's going to win that game until... It was Russ time, where Russ was like, I'm going to be a leader. They're, both defense were playing lights out, and I think it's going to be a similar one. Low scoring, yep. and it's going to be Russ who takes the game over. Look at yourselves in the mirrors as sports bettors. At a three-and-a-half-point spread, who do you want to trust to get you to the next round of the playoffs? Jared Goff or Russell Wilson? And I'm putting my money on Danger Russ. Same. 
Russell Wilson all the way. All right, and then the, the nightcap, which I know you're excited about. Oh. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, welcome to the playoffs. Eight-point favorites on the road against Washington. Ooh. Tell me about it. Miles, I said this. I'm going to make a lot more money if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make it to the playoffs because I have gone to the World Series. I'm going to the National Championship. Yeah. Now I'll be going to the Super Bowl. If they win, I'll figure it out. I have the Bucks covering. Trendy pick is Washington. It is. Because yeah. that elite defense. But even the game against the Falcons where the Bucks could really care less, you blinked your eyes and boom, they have 44 points and they destroyed them. I think this is a much of the same. Ron Rivera is saying that he might rotate his quarterbacks? Yeah, I saw that. What? Tom Brady is out for blood. Yeah. This, this, Listen, everyone out there in America, outside of the crazy betters, Analysts saying that Tampa Bay, there's no way they get to 10 wins. There's some people saying who we don't even make the playoffs. You know Tampa Bay is going to come out, guns ablaze. They don't care it's on the road. They don't care what the weather's going to be because our offense is not about the huge play. We're just going to chunk you out until we get to where we need to be. And our defense, there's no real run game for Washington. We don't know the health of Gibson. Is Jamie McKissick out? I think he got hurt last yeah, game. I think he's out, yeah. It's it's the Gibson show. Where are they going to beat us? So, for me, I know that defense is elite. They're going to get pressure on the quarterback. But I think we score enough to win by 10. I agree. Uh, I'm on the Bucks here. As you said, Washington is a trendy pick. But I don't think in my betting career I've ever bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs uh, for any spread, to be honest. And the Patriots have had some pretty lofty spreads. Um, I just have trouble betting against Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, it, I think that uh, Chase Young and that elite pass rush is definitely going to find ways to get to him, especially early. But as you said, it can happen in the blink of an eye. Yeah. And I just don't think Washington has the talent to match up here. Uh, so I got the Bucks covering here at minus eight. All right. We got one more day of games here on Sunday. The Ravens and the Titans are going to kick it off. It's a rematch from last year when uh, good old MVP Lamar Jackson looked um, awful. Awful. Uh, against Titans. It was uh, a much different Titans team. I will say that. All right. Ravens at Titans. The Ravens are road favorites here. Minus three and a half. I'll go ahead and start. My reasons, as you'll find, are pretty simple for these games. I'm thinking back to that game last year. And I am going, and I am thinking back to the fact that they shut Lamar Jackson down. I like the Titans here. But furthermore, I've liked the Titans all year. And I've been picking the Titans on this podcast all year to cover spreads. It was looking like for a minute there that they weren't going to be able to make the playoffs, but here they are. A lot that I like about this team. With the Ravens, they're they're hot. This running game is on fire right now. I think that this is a shootout, and I like uh, getting the three and a half here. This makes my stomach hurt so bad because I have a very large wager on the Tennessee Titans to win the Super Bowl. Oh, that's a, trend. But, that's a nice little uh, sleeper pick. Yeah, I bet it I bet it about a month ago. But Baltimore is going to win and cover this game. If you don't think it or you don't notice, Baltimore quietly has a, is a top 3 team against covering and covering the spread. The Titans proved that their defense this year is nowhere near last year. It's not. They're going to have to ask questions of Ryan Tannehill. We know Derrick Henry's going to get his. Absolutely, he's going to get his. Will the Titans put up enough points? Because we know 
the Ravens are going to score? And I think that the answer is going to be no. And it hurts me to say that because I want my Titans bet to cash for a few Gs and I am going on vacation somewhere. But I have to take the Ravens. Respect. I think I think that the Titans score enough points here. Uh, but that, I mean, how about J.K. Dobbins and this Ravens offense? Finally, uh, I, I feel like they're finally letting him loose. Yeah, they are. I feel like he's really shown what he can do. Uh, but on the other side of the ball, you got, I mean, how about Derrick Henry versus Dobbins? Oh, my God. Lamar Jackson. This is going to be a great game. Why can't Henry win the MVP? Yeah, I don't. Like, we only how is are that looking possible? at quarterbacks. He just ran for 2,000 yards, and his team would not even be close to the playoffs without him. And he's becoming an Iron Man. He's never hurt. Yeah. He's just Mr. Consistency. That's a, That was a steal for the Titans. I mean, anybody would kill to have Derrick Henry in their backfield. All right, what's next? Next, we have the Chicago Bears, who didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. No. Traveling to the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are nine and a half points favorites. I am taking the Saints. I'm not overthinking this one. This is going to end up being one of those games where at the end of the game, it's the fourth quarter, and Taysom Hill is that quarterback because the lead is over 21 points. Saints. Saints minus nine and a half, as you said. Don't overthink it. The Bears don't deserve to be here. Uh, they're... Their defense isn't going to be good enough. Trubisky is not going to be good enough. The Saints are 7-1-1 one, one against the spread in their last nine games. So yes. I'm also taking the hot against spread cover. And the Bears, in their last nine playoff games, 2-7 and seven against the spread. So they get here, and then they can't cover the spread. No. And this is going to be no different. I don't care that it's 9.5. I think it's actually, all things considered, a pretty low number. And even if Kamara does or doesn't play, I don't care. No. I'm taking the Saints here. I'm taking the Saints. And funny thing is... What, what are the Bears good at? Running the ball. What are the Saints dominant elite at? Stopping the run. So we're going to have to, Bears backers are going to have to put their faith in this Bears defense that has allowed, what, almost 200 pass yards per game. When you think about it, the Bears haven't really even played that many dominant passing attacks. I'm going to tell you right now, I will be pacing a wager on the alt line of minus 14 and a half because I'll, getting, I'll be getting plus money. And I think the co- the Saints cover that with ease. All right. What is our last game? The Sunday night recap. Last game of the season. Cleveland Browns traveling to Pittsburgh. The lowly Steelers are laying five and a half points. Who you got? So if there wasn't all of this hubbub surrounding the Browns right now, uh, with the fact that head coach won't be there, they haven't practiced, facilities are closed, uh, Baker Mayfield literally hasn't thrown a pass uh, since his last game on Sunday. I wanted to take the Browns for Ohio. I did, plus five and a half. But I'm rolling with the Steelers here, primarily because the Steelers just continue to dominate the Browns against the spread, and last week didn't count because they was, it was their B team. Cleveland, 3-13-1 against the spread in their last 17 games against Pittsburgh. This is the playoffs. This is the big time. Mike Tomlin, this is Pittsburgh. I'm taking them minus five and a half. Listen, no, say what you want about the Steelers team. I want to take the Browns. Say what you want about the Steelers team. One thing they do, and one thing they've done well, is they've played great defense. For me, True. I wrote this on Twitter. The Steelers are going to win this game, and it's unfair. It is unfair for all Browns fans, because I even think the Browns are the better team. Not practicing all week. Tough. But more than that, they haven't had a normal team in weeks. The Steelers, if they can just catch passes, this can be very ugly for the Browns. I'm taking the five and a half. I hate the fact that I'm laying it. 
but I'm going to. Before we sign off this, though, I want to say one thing. The most profitable NFL team when teasing them six or more points this season has been the Bills. Do with what you want that information because they're a six and a half point favorite. So if you think the Bills are going to win, tease them with somebody. I think teams that are good to tease them with for this this weekend, the Bucks, the Saints. I think those two games are games where you really think the Bucks are going to win the game. We think the Saints are going to win by at least four. The rest of the games are toss-ups, so that's just a bit of some financial advice. It's scary to tease three favorites, but personally, I'd rather tease three favorites than tease three dogs. Have fun with that. Uh, that does sound like a plan. It is a great weekend for teasers. It is. Uh, it's also a great weekend to prepare for a national championship. We'll be headed to Miami. My friend, good luck. Good luck. I'll see you on the blackjack table. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you there. Pre-game, right. we're going to sell this like men. Post-game, we're going to sell this like men with yes, our sir. chips. Yes, sir. <laughs>